you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm here with a guest who has been on the show in the past, but uh, as we were talking sort of before we started recording, it's it's been a while. It's been uh, probably, I don't know, five years at least now uh, since you were on, and it was a very different context uh, than you're appearing here on the podcast now. So I think that the best way to start this off is if you want to introduce yourself and give a bit of background, first of all, about what, you, what it is you do as a musician and what you have done. Uh, my name is Andrew Floyd. Um, as a musician, when you called me before, I was with a band called Boss Logan. I was the bass player and the social media guru for them <laughs> um in at the end of 2019 i had to leave the band because of my wife uh, has multiple sclerosis she's got primary progressive which is the worst kind which basically isn't the selma blair kind of uh, multiple sclerosis you're it's basically continually progressing uh so from the time of the start of the pandemic she could still walk within a year she uh, was in a hospital bed and i became her primary caregiver uh, excuse me, along with some help from family and such. But in that time, uh, I needed to sort of find a way to work out my feelings on that. Um, I've had to, you know, quit jobs and things like that because, you know, uh, you're staying up all night taking care of your wife. You can't really work a job. I believe it, yeah. Uh, and, and it turned into uh, writing an album, just at, releasing an album just at the end of 2020, and then another one this past November. And your experiences with what you've been dealing with your wife's health issues, that's very much informed the music you've been writing as well, right? Yes. The first uh, album that came out in 2020 was still positive, mostly, about how we're, you know, all the lyrics and all the music was based on how we're going to get through this. We've got to figure out our new lives. It's going to take a lot of work for us to do it, but we're a good team. And this one here, two years later, it's it's a covers album. Um it sort of begins uh, with anger and then slowly uh, falls down a hole of depression. So by the end of it, it's it's pretty sad. Um, and it's just, again, just dealing with how this has come on so quickly. Yeah. And, it, you know, managing my own emotions through songs that I feel really help with that um, progression. Is this, does this project, like, is it cathartic for you to, to sort of, I mean, even though this is a covers album, uh, is it part of, it's part of the reason you're doing it to just kind of get those emotions out in a, in a creative way or in a way that, that makes sense to you? That's a hundred percent what it is. Uh, you know, when I first started it, um, I originally thought maybe I could get a band together. Maybe I could do this stuff live, but at this point, you know, with the amount of work that it is, uh, to be with her. Um, and to make sure that she's okay, you know, that's not something in the foreseeable future. It's really just a way to show people and to let it go myself 
And hopefully at some point out there, if there's another person who's in a spot similar to mine, if they hear this and they relate to that and it helps them just understand that there's someone else out there that's going through it. Yeah. Great. Yeah. What's what's the reception been to it? Because, I mean, on, on one hand, obviously you're putting it out in the world. You want people to hear it. You want people to, to react to it. But you're dealing with something so personal. And, and like in the case with this this current record, it, it, like you said, it's a downer, right? I mean, it's not a... Yeah. It's, it's, it's covers, but it's not a very happy set of cover songs. Um, what's the response been? Like, how do you... Is, is it awkward for people to respond to this? People that I know or family members, yes, absolutely. Um, I'm a most of the time pretty positive person so i could put a positive spin on anything we quite you know we update our situation quite a lot on social media because a lot of people care and yeah. uh we like kind of putting out the the sad stuff on social media because there's not a lot of that right everyone's all positive about their vacation they don't want to hear about my wife that's going through sepsis yeah, that, um, yeah but it's been positive for the most part uh musician friends and friends of mine that i've spoken to that know really well and some other people that have just randomly messaged me out of nowhere very positive saying like i'm you know i'm, I'm happy you can get this out and and it's it must be cathartic whereas slow uh, closer family members you know have that awkward uh awkward feeling like um like you're the cousin at the at the christmas party who no one's spoken to in a long time kind of feeling right 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 you know? Yeah, you yeah. know they want to talk about it, but they don't really want to talk about it. Well, it almost seems like you're making it more open to talk about because you're putting it out there. But it's also you're putting something so personal out there that it, I can see why there'd be sort of hesitation on some people's part. Yeah, especially I think the, I think the anger gets them more than the depression part. Yeah, you know the angry songs are 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 more surprising to them because I don't think they people don't generally see me as an angry person, so I don't think they even know that it's in there. Right. And to, to kind of hear it to full throated uh, like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is actually a, the first song on the on the album is a Nine Inch Nails cover, and uh, with the help of a friend of mine who runs um, uh, Pictus Productions just outside of North Selkirk, I was able to really belt yeah. out Nine Inch Nails. I'm not I'm not the greatest singer in the world, but hearing myself be able to hit those notes in like a hard aggressive way, I was like, holy crap, it's in there, yeah. Well, and it's very raw. Like, oh, you know, the covers, the, the song selection, obviously, like you said, it, it has feelings behind it and the reasons, I'm sure there's reasons why you chose every individual track there, but yep. the whole thing yep. is very raw sounding, even on songs that maybe aren't necessarily that, I don't want to say heavy, because it, it's it's heavy at points, but it, it's, it's kind of, it's grimy, you know, like, which, yeah, is, some, is that an aesthetic choice or is that just how it came out? It is, it is that I, I went through quite a lot of songs that I felt, um, could potentially be there but but just didn't have the right flow you know i really needed something to show that it was not just all sadness or anger i want i really wanted people to sort of feel it along with me so that they could feel like a a whole year that's kind of encapsulates a whole year that album it started out angry and and the last song was the last one i recorded which was maybe a month before it came out okay and it was just that's where i was at like it i was like i you know, I'm not in that place of, I don't know how much longer I could do this. It's like, when's my body going to fail? And um, for your listeners, you and I tried to get this last week. But uh, since that time, um, my wife is still in the hospital. Today is day 40. Wow. Um, and last Friday, my body completely failed me. I was sleeping in the hospital every night on a broken chair or the floor. Yeah. Uh, just, just to be near her 24 hours a day. And then I got the flu. And since that day, it's been almost a week. And I... I'm. This is the most I've done in a week. Just talking to you. Well, maybe just to to sort of give some context to this. Can you sort of describe 
the illness and what comes along with it. Cause I think a lot of people have a general idea, but like you said, it's not the Selma Blair version, right? It's not the, uh, yeah. maybe, maybe the, uh, sanitized version that people see with, you know, in the media, like, what does it mean? What, 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 what is she going through? So it's not, yeah, she's not going to be on dancing with the stars. Anytime. Right. Right. So, so yeah, as I mentioned, you know, at the start of the pandemic, she could still walk. She had a walking aid. Um, uh, she has, um, uh, since then now she's in a hospital bed. There's Hoyer lifts. We have home care every day. She's incontinent. Uh, right now, she basically has really only the use of her right hand, so she can mumble around on a mouse and and uh, speaks normal, hears normal. Um, but you know, so it's been a long time. In 2018, actually, the band I was in, Boss Logan, we had a uh, her and I got married in the middle of the show. I think uh, I heard about that. I think I saw it on the Boss Logan social media or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. And and she could still walk then. So it's been that quick. It's been less well. than four years. Um, and it's, you know, we, we went to a... It, just before I started writing this album, we were in Mexico doing... She was getting a stem cell transplant, uh, which was supposed to slow down the progression of the MS. But we got COVID while we were down there and both nearly died. So... Um, you know, it's all just been a complete shit show since then. Um, but basically, it's it's at this point, it's it's um, it's it's hard to explain to someone um, who I'm sure lots of people out there have someone that knows someone who has a mess. Mm-hmm. But it, everything that you know, this is the hardest kind. This is the you're watching your family member lose their body. Yeah, this slowly is time. brutal. Yeah, it's it's uh, been and. Unfortunately enough for me, I'm really uh, an in-the-moment person, so I don't often, you know, scroll through Facebook memories or whatever because I know if I do that, it's just going to be a slippery slope of um, sadness and emotion. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I don't know how many years we have left together. Um, it's hard to tell, and it's something I'm coming to grips with, um, but... You know, she's the love of my life, and and uh, I'm gonna be be there as much as I can. So, even just being at home for a week and not being there because I'm can't go to the hospital because I'm sick yeah. is it, it's killing me. It's like the apartment's too quiet. I want to write music, but I'm like so just out of it. It's it's pretty terrible.
has she heard these records? Like the the, the, the yeah. stuff you, What does she think about it? Um, she thinks I could be a little bit more mellow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's been a couple of times where I've written stuff just for her, like a birthday present and stuff. And it's like nice cutesy covers, you know, Yeah. Royal wood or something with a ukulele or whatever. But, um, I think she got more out of the first one because, uh, they were specifically written for her. Every song was written for her or from my perspective. Um, I know there's one or two that she likes on this one and it's when I'm not yelling and screaming. <laughs> there's, there's quite a bit of yelling and screaming on this one too though. So yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when did you find time to make these records? I mean, I, like you said, you've been, you've been to the hospital a lot, a lot uh, over the past little while, especially with this most recent one. Um, do you just kind of fit it in when you could or? Yeah. So because she has home care five days a week, uh, nine to five, yeah. you know, I could sneak away and, and really work. Uh, and I, I, I kind of need to do it fast because, you know, it's once you get into that moment of like, you really know what you want to be doing. You have, I have a timeline. I can't sit there for six hours and go, OK, is that guitar part right? Um, I think the second song, um, the second or third song, I can't remember what the order, the third song I did in like the whole song was like in an hour. Yeah. Like I went from, OK, here's the guitar part. OK, I got I to gotta do this. So the, the guitar, the bass, the drums. Uh, we're all done in an hour. And then I did the vocals later at the at the production studio, um, but I was just trying to do it as fast as I could, as consistent as I could. Well, I think that rawness kind of comes through on it. And I, I, that's what I like about it. I think is that kind of um, not that it sounds rushed or anything, but it, it has definitely the immediacy to it. Right. Yeah. Because you know, I'm dealing with a specific timeline. She could call at any point. Home care could yell at me and say, "There's something going on. She needs our help." You know. And that, that happened throughout the album every now and again when you get into a good flow and it's like, ah, oh, crap, this is way more important. Yeah, but, priorities, obviously, um, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I got it done. Uh, I started it, I think, in July, and the last of it was done in October, and then I did uh, almost all the vocals out uh, at the Pick the at the at the Pick This Production Studio. Okay, okay. So, yeah. obviously, you know, because of the situation and because of the subject matter and all of that, everything that kind of goes into this this project, you're not putting these records out and promoting them and, and doing it in the same way you would have done with previous bands. Like, it's just... No. So what is... um, I don't want to say what is the goal of it, because I think you've explained what kind of the goal is for you, but what is sort of... um. I don't know the best way to ask this. Like, what is the sort of the, the the future plans for this? Is it just when you feel inspired to kind of put some of that feeling into music, you're going to do more of it, or like, is there how much I guess advanced planning goes into it? Maybe is a better way of uh, wording. Well, that. I do have I, I've had this um, I've had an EP in mind for about six months now, uh, specifically based on our uh, trip to Mexico. Um, I've got it all laid out. I've got the lyrics laid out, and I've got like the idea of the sound in my head it's just finding the time of course you know in in a perfect world i i think a lot of this stuff would sound really good with the band and maybe that's somewhere down the line um i'd love to 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 play a couple of these songs live you know it, it I, I think it would really punch well um but yeah and a lot of it too is is a, a couple of years ago just at the start of the pandemic i was i've been trying so many different things to find a way to to get my emotions out i had a very short-lived podcast um, called caregiver's journey. And it was specifically so I could talk to other caregivers around the world, just not just to help them, but to help me. 
And then when things got too hard on me, it, it took a back seat. And I like, but the problem is, I really love the idea of uh, caregivers coming around because they're they're people like us are very we kind of hide in the background a lot. And we don't let our feelings out until we explode. I believe it. Yeah. So you know, this is my way of showing that I'm I'm not going to explode anytime soon. Uh, so I do have stuff. I, I my plan is to do something like once a year. Okay. Um, and maybe as things progress or what, however things go in the future for my wife and I, I'd like to play a show or five and, and, you know, see where I can go from there. Yeah. Well, and you presumably, like you said, you'd, you'd want to have a band backing you up. It wouldn't just be a solo thing, right? If you, if you play, play yeah. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. I do have a, a, another side project band called dark stars, which we've kind of been around for quite a while, but you know, every time we try and record the pandemic sort of restricted us and, the guitar player lives in Selkirk and the bass player lives or the drummer lives in Elma. So it's not like it's easy for the three of us to get together, but you know, I've got that as well. It's just this, this stuff is a lot sort of deeper and, and punches right to what I'm needing at the time. Yeah. It's more top of mind, obviously as well, just because you're, you're in it, you're, you're living it yeah. every day. Yeah. Yeah. Every day.
I guess sort of going back to my, my previous question, like, actually, you know what? I'll scrap that. You mentioned something a few minutes ago about, about the idea with the podcast and talking to other caregivers. Is there is there a wider community around MS specifically of, pe- of families affected and people affected that you have sort of been able to tap into? And the reason I ask this now is because, um, like, we're talking on Zoom right now. The pandemic has screwed up everyone's ability to to gather in any sort of meaningful way, even now. Like, yeah. have you found those people who are dealing with some of the same issues that your family is? And have you been able to connect with them over this two years of everyone being shut in? Yes and no. There are some, you know, Facebook is just such a weird tornado vortex. (laughs) You you can either find something really good or or you don't. And I I found when I originally joined a couple groups, um, I think I was still in denial a little bit about like where she was at. Yeah. And I, and a lot of people were saying, you know, my, I'm annoyed with my person. I, I fucking hate them. They they just yell at me, and and her and I have never had that. And so it was hard for me to uh, kind of come to terms with all these other people just saying they hated their partners. Yeah, yeah. Two or three years in, um, and you know I think Reddit's been really good. Actually, Reddit is probably one of the better places for that. Um, but it's kind of why I sort of wanted to start my own podcast as well was to sort of make my own community. Yeah. Um, because I feel like. Uh, as I mentioned, there's so many podcast or so many caregivers who don't know where to go, or don't feel comfortable sharing. Or uh, the I, the big thing about people like us is that we feel like we're not as important because we're the we're the ones you know doing the work, holding the person up. You know, everyone cares for them because they're losing their ability to do whatever. Of course, yeah. And for us, it's like we take a back seat to that, and so. It's it's hard to a lot of people have a hard time coming to terms with the ability to open up about it and not feel bad that they're complaining or um, thinking that they're talking ill about their partner or whatever. Yeah, when you did the podcast, was it was it easy to to find people um, to, to talk to? Yeah, it was, um, and they were from all over the world too. It was, it's you know, um, I was waking up at three in the morning to talk to someone in India. It was kind of neat. That is cool. Yeah, is that. Yeah. Is that, are you hoping to kind of bring that back if you find the it, time for it or? You know, it's so much work. I look at what you're doing and I'm like, oh my God, I don't think I could do that much work. Yeah. It's, it, it, I'm, I'm in too deep now to stop. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, with the amount of time that I have, I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Plus when she was getting worse, it's not like I could, if I had like a weekly commitment, I, there's no way I could have done it, you know? Yeah. You can't just all of a sudden, oh, sorry, it's 3 a.m. I got to go talk to this person halfway across the world. And yeah. 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 And, and, and deal with their feelings while also try and be awake. Right. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Probably not for the, not for the best. Um, no. <laughs> what is the significance behind the name of the project? Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> that's the fun thing. Um, so Lyft, uh, I actually thought about getting rid of it for a long time ago because it's such a stupid place that it comes from. Okay. Um, when I used to go to uh, the movie village in Osborne there, um, I was renting like as much as you can because they had that deal, right? It's like I used seven. to do that. Yep. You get the little card and you can, yep. Yep. Yeah. So I found this, um, <clears throat> I think I still have it around. I st- I bought the VHS from them. I think I still have it here. I found a VHS in the horror section of a movie about an elevator that kills, kills people and it's called The Lift. Okay. Um, I fell in love with that movie. It's the dumbest elevator horror movie you've ever seen. It was uh, remade into a movie called Shaft or Down with Naomi Watts and okay. uh, Ron Perlman and stuff. It's just a really bad, campy horror movie. And 
it was the only thing I could find online that no one had taken, so hence the name Lyft. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I have a probably the world's stupidest podcast name, so I, I get it. <laughs> you pick something <laughs> and it works, and then yeah, yeah, for sure. So like, it's gonna follow me forever. I don't care. Yeah. Was there was there a reason though you didn't want to do this under your own name? Was that like was that always sort of the plan, or did you did it feel too personal to sort of attach your? I mean, I know it's so personal anyway. Yeah, I feel I feel weird. Um, I've I've always felt weird about having my my name as the name of a project. I've yeah. always, I don't know. It's I'm you know. It's just it just seems strange to me. There's no there's no other reason for it. It's just like I don't think Andrew Floyd. I don't know. That just doesn't have a ring to it to to put to all this angry music. You know, it's just not. Yeah. I feel like I should be doing pop by that name or some stupid crap. So no, yeah, that's basically. It. <laughs> that's no fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so <laughs> it, it, are there the cover? It's funny because I was listening. I, I think when you first we first talked about this, I'm pretty sure you told me it was a cover record, and that yeah. had that had disappeared from my head when I was listening to it, and I had it on the background while I was doing stuff, and it was like, oh, that's a cover song because I recognize whatever song it was, and then a few songs later, well, there's another cover song, and then I it dawned on me, wait a minute, these are these are all these have all been cover songs. Yeah, is, yeah. Is, is that sort of track listing there? Is that fairly indicative of the type of stuff you listen to, like in your own time? Yes, um, I poached uh, quite a bit from albums that I like or uh, songs that have been sort of with me in the journey, especially the last track, uh, which I'm surprised turned out as well as it did. Um, yeah. I, I I also I you know I think that I've been kind of listening to a lot of um, older weirder Neil Young throughout this time too. Well, like, that's that's what that's what twigged me onto it being cover album. This is this is Sleeps with Angels, which is not necessarily the um, most uh, you know highly recommended Neil Young record, but it's a really cool yeah, album. Yeah, and I've got Trans over here just right by my record. Player. I love that album. I'm glad to see that because that is like one of the most unfairly maligned albums ever. It's amazing. It's fantastic, and it's just you know I, I find I really find myself listening to a lot more musicians that are doing the weird stuff, um, yeah. like Paul McCartney's uh, Two, which has uh, like Temporary Secretary on it. I'm not okay. sure if you've heard that. No, I haven't. It's, no. it's it's his version almost of Neil Young's Trans, where it's it's uh, electronic and and kind of awkward. Okay, you know, mu- music like that are I think I like the most, where it's a musician really trying something out of their element. And whether that, whether everyone loves it or everyone hates it, which is what seems like with Neil Young's trans, um, I find it fascinating, you know. And that's the kind of music that I listen to because for them, to me, it's a bit more personal. Well, trans uh, that album is especially personal. It actually fits well with yeah. what you're doing because of the the context of in which he made those songs for his son's like therapy with you know uh, the 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 computer voice and everything. Like it's, it's super cool. Right. So that that. that kind of works really well it was uh, probably not intentionally but uh it's cool that you're listening no. to that now and then you're making these records yeah yeah you know i shouldn't maybe i should have maybe covered something from that instead of from uh Sleep Sleep Angels. Angels. yeah yeah <laughs> i didn't think of that
and then you have the Springsteen cover, which is definitely not one of the uh, kind of canonical uh, great Springsteen songs, but um, it's from that Actually, like mid '90s my... sort of. Yeah, my friend who recorded the vocals for that uh, was—he was looking at me. He's like, "Man, this song's not a good Bruce Springsteen song." <laughs> I'm like, "I know, but it fits perfectly with this album, doesn't it?" Yeah, it, do, it works. Do you, the, do you remember the music video? It was on Much Music. Yes, like all the time. I do remember. Yeah, that was uh, what would have been like '94 or something, '95, something like that. I think yeah, about somewhere around '95. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's a I weird one. I think it's listed as his most, as his least uh, favorite song. I can see that, and. Uh, for context, too, uh, when I was in the band uh, with the Dark Stars guys, we at the beginning we were doing a lot of covers to get into stuff, and I kept wanting them to play um, "Coconut Cream" by the Tragically Hip, okay, which is also listed as their like least favorite song. So maybe I have a thing going for that. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's something to be said for it. Obviously, anything that ended up on a record, there's, it was there for a reason, right? Whether it turned out yeah. to be beloved or hated or whatever, like the, at the time, it meant something to the people making it. So you can you can it's find right. you can find gems in, in some of the weirdest the weirdest shit for sure. It's way more fun finding those. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. What at this point, what's the best way for people to find this? Because like we said, right now you're not playing shows. Uh, that is sort of up in the air as to whether that'll happen at some point in the future. Um, yeah. How do people find your music? How do they get in touch with you if they want to? What's the best way to sort of track you down? Uh, you can uh, buy the album on Bandcamp and you get a whole bunch of extra covers um, that are either great or terrible. You uh, can find it on Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, on all your popular um, um, streaming places. Uh, you can get to me on social media under the name Trondrew, T-R-O-N-D-R-E-W. I'm pretty much the only one there. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I will respond to anything. If you've got any compliments, suggestions, you can tell me that song sucks. Whatever you want to do, I'll, I'll be there. Are you uh, are you open to talking to people about being a caregiver? I assume you are, based on sort 100%. of... 100%. Yeah. yeah. So people are I'll... experiencing something similar and want to just, you know, compare notes or whatever, you're... you're oh, guy. yeah, I'll talk to anyone about it. If it, No matter what it is, I'm, I'm not just going to rattle off what I've been going through. I want to know... And the reason for that is, too, because it kind of takes me out of my element and allows me to sort of live like a normal human for a little while if I'm hearing someone else's problems. Yeah, definitely, definitely. on fire and there's no driver at the wheel and the sewers are all muddied with a thousand lonely suicides and a dark wind blows the government is corrupt and we're on so many drugs with the radio on and the curtains drawn trapped in the belly of this horrible machine and the machine is bleeding to death 
the sun has fallen down, and the billboards are all leering. And the flags are all dead at the top of their poles. It went like this. The buildings tumbled in on themselves. Mothers clutching babies picked through the rubble and pulled out their hair. Thank you.
woke up one morning and fell a little further down. For sure it's the valley of death. I open up my wallet and it's full of blood. <laughs>